Hey, 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 everybody. It's Frequency 500, and I am Lynn Chuser-Williams, and I'm Brooke Hanks. And we are here to talk about this movement, this mission of inspiring a movement to live from the frequency of love or above. So love saying that every time. Mm. I know Brooke makes this face when I say that, y'all. I wish all the people who aren't seeing the video could see Brooke go, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) She makes this like sweet, oh, that feels sweet face. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. I'm glad you made that face, Brooke, because today what we want to talk about is, you know, the frequency of love and and what do we even mean by that we talk about it all the time but you know uh, there's been so much written about the word love and all the different languages that have different words for different types of love and all that sort of stuff but we're just talking about pure love we're not talking about sex we're not talking about right we're talking about love the the purest of love and And Brooke brought up some great questions, and we've been having some good conversations around, you know, what this means. And Brooke, one of the questions you brought up that I really um, just loved, and we've kind of dived into a little bit, is this idea of, is love ranked, right? Are we, do we rank love when we experience it with in different ways or with in different types of relationships, friend love, partner love, spouse love, child love, all that sort of stuff where we're talking about how we love and do is that ranked was the initial question that you brought up. So say a little bit about what made you ask that question or, or what you're thinking about now. Well, um, through a journey I have recently been on about love myself, uh, um, I realized that I, I've been saying it for years, but I realized what I'm I'm diving into what it means to say, I love a lot of people and it's not ranked. Like just because I'm um, maybe in a partnership, does it mean that I can't go help a friend who I love because she's not my partner? And my partner needs, you know, like, and so like, I feel, and so I've been saying to myself lately, the kind of partner I want is a partner that realizes that I'm a, I love hard and that they know that, um, that that they love me for it. They love that I have friends that I love and I'm going to go help and I'm going to move my schedule around for them. They love that I, that could be a man, that could be a woman, that could be a kid, that could be, you know, they love that about me and they trust me and understand how that love and don't get um, upset or, um, or suspicious of that love, but love me for that. Right, right. Ooh, I just think that's so beautiful. And, you know, just on the last episode, we were talking about friends and friendship and how important those connections are uh, to raise in our frequencies, right? And that's one of the things I have so many friends, so many people in the world that I truly love that I when I'm with them, and even when I'm not right, when I'm far from them, especially I just feel this deep love and connection for them. And, and 
it it isn't, you know, Brooke, I know that you had the great experience of holding a baby this week and yeah. a baby that you're really close to. And if y'all could just see her face, like <laughs> just oh. mentioning it. Oh my gosh. And and many of us have had an experience of just that bliss of holding a baby and that ease of love, right? And I, I loved when you were talking about that, like say just a little bit about what it what that experience was like, because I loved your description of it. Yes. So um I help hold this baby with when I'm holding him, it's just pure presence. There's there is just pure love and joy across my chest and everything is literally perfect. And I'm telling saying it all the time. He's so perfect. This is so perfect. It's so perfect. Everything's just so perfect. And I that comes from what was a uh, as a mother. The last time I held an infant that small was my son. And when I was a single mom or just a mom. I don't, you know, I don't really throw around the word single very much because um, I had a, I have a community, right. And I never felt like a single mom. Um, I, when I held my son in pure love, I was also, is he okay? Am I doing it right? Does this, is oh, yeah. he warm? Is he sad? Is he this? Am I supposed to this? What I got to go do this. How am I going to put him down? Like my mind never stopped. And the difference eight years later of holding this, which I completely love his mother and I knew I would love this baby. And so I'm holding this baby and I have none of that. None of of the worry or the distraction of all those questions and what to do and how to do. And does he need his diaper changed? And is he okay? And all that sort of stuff. It was just the moment. Pure bliss, pure love. And, 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 um, and, and she, the mom is really, really amazing mom who doesn't bring that on either. And in her life and our friendship, she does tend to be an overthinker, but she's really tapped into this. So there's also this, this wonderful, I don't know, makes me want to cry. But anyway, but this, but I said, this baby is here to teach me how to love again. And not that I wasn't already deeply loving other people, but to love in that place of presence, to love without the other. When I'm laying there with my son, to love without thinking, should I, would I, could I. Right. Is he supposed to be doing homework? Is it right? What are the, all the 15 things that could be running through your head instead of just being present to that love moment? Yes. 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 That's so beautiful. And, you know, um, I, I love the the description of the experience with the baby, because I think many of us have had an experience of holding a baby and just that relaxing, like, um, we used to call it the tree frog moment when they were so little and they would just tree frog on your chest and sleep. And it was just so wonderful. And many of us have had that experience. And just to tune into that feeling tone is kind of what we're talking about, but not, I love the question about ranking. So, you know, there's a lot of social programming around love. 
there's a lot of social programming about the roles people play in love relationships. There's a lot of social programming around how we love partners, how we love friends, how we love children, how we, you know, the and the ranking question, right? The social programming is so, the ranking is embedded in that. And I think it's so important for us to recognize um, and give ourselves permission to just feel that pure love outside of whatever the social programs are telling us about what's up, you know, what we're supposed to do or feel or rank it or whatever, right? I think that's just so huge. Um, I'll tell you, yeah, go ahead. It's so big that many people, when, like, if I've said statements like, I don't really let rank my love, they're very confused and almost insulted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were telling me you've gotten lots of pushback about that statement before. Um, yeah. yeah. And and it the pushback, in my mind anyway, comes from the social programs around what people think should be or or is proper or whatever, right? Those are the things that, you know, and and I we could spend the whole rest of the time talking about programming, so we won't, but you know, what I mean by that is the input from outside sources that becomes like a subconscious filter for us, right? So we hear so much about what it means to be a mother and how a mother's love should be and what it means to be a friend and how a friend's love should be and and where you should rank children and partners and all of those kinds of things. We hear that so much, it becomes this subconscious unknown filter in our minds through which we see ourselves and the world and our relationships and love, right? And so um, it's just really important for us to, you know, we talk about awareness being the first step of transformation, right? So when we get aware of those things, then we can, you know, we can't change something we're unaware of. And the thing about subconscious programs, of course, is we can't think our way out of them. Right. We've got to do something a little more than just decide or because if if I could have just decided to change my social and 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 lifelong programs and conditioned responses, I'd have been done with them years ago. Right. But we can't always just do that. But awareness is so important because we can choose to change our behaviors. Right. And when we become aware of, oh, I'm judging something or I'm you know, thinking it has to be this way about love, we can we can choose to relax that that programming in that moment, at least, right, through awareness. Absolutely. And it's interesting as you're talking, I'm thinking of all the times, even when you're a young teenager and love and you're and, and you start shifting from your friends to the boy and the and the friend or the girl. <laughs> I mean, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, from your friends. Wait, wait. I don't remember what I said, but we start shifting from your girlfriends to your boyfriend, you know, yeah. like meaning hanging out with them right. and they notice now you're gone. You forget, kind of forget about your friends, but I'm not forgetting about you. I just have something. It's kind of starts there. Like, and now if you're the friend, right, if you're the right. friend, 
you feel like, oh, well, if you start get, developing this program that when my friend gets a boyfriend, then I'm no longer important. There starts ranking automatically. And then right. as the it's every it's the it's the plot line of every coming of age teen love story ever told in every book or movie, right? It really is. I'm in a middle school class every morning for 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And um, I see it there and I'm like, yeah. girls, this is going to be the you may or may not understand this right now, but I'm going to tell you the best thing you can do for yourself is to understand this will always happen. This will always be the case. So you have to figure out how to get good with it. And I said, I looked to the girl who was about who just had the boyfriend. And I said, you're always going to feel like that you need to hang out with the boyfriend and your friends are going to be left. Figure out what that looks like for you, because that's going to be some that's going to be something you have to figure out for the rest of your life. And you, friend, have to say that I'm always for the rest of my life going to figure out what it's like when my friend gets a boyfriend and you all get to determine from this moment on how what that means to you. You can make it mean whatever you want it to mean. And and since it's always going to happen and I'm telling you it's never going to change, then go like these circumstances are going to continue to happen, then allow yourself some grace and create something out of this that makes you not feel less than makes no one in this situation feel less than right. They'll be happy for that for each other. Right. Yes. Yes. In this moment, you have that choice. That should be a talk had at every middle school across the country. (laughs) Right. Right. If we're having the, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and how love doesn't need to be ranked, right? That's right. That's what it's it's hard, you know, uh different ages and stages are definitely challenging around that and and middle school is one of those for sure that's uh I think most parents uh of middle schoolers and most middle schoolers would agree that it's a it's a challenging time in life, but you know, oh, it's printing. It's imprinting like it is greatly imprinting. Am I saying that right? Like it's it's yeah. it's really intensified during that time. It's where it starts almost, almost, you know, and it can. And well, uh, it's it's true that, you know, it's just another form of social programming and conditioning. Right. I mean, what you just described to those kids, those girls, that group of girls was you know, a conditioned response because it happens over and over and over during life that, you know, and maybe it will, maybe it won't. But, um, you know, these are the things that determine how we see ourselves in the world. And when we're conscious, when we're aware and conscious of them, we can impact them. Right. And and so it's important for us to have these conversations about love because we're we're sitting here in frequency 500 books saying let's create a movement of people who want to live from the frequency of love or above and you know we want people to understand what that means in terms of giving themselves permission to feel it um wherever it is in their lives and to not feel like it has to be ranked you know I, one of the things i wanted to say about the ranking thing you brought up was, you know, socially, we're programmed about what it means to have a a spouse or a child or a parent or a whatever, and where those rank in our love list, right, or whatever. But 
is also for in my mind what you were saying that was so important to to the frequency 500 conversation about this was you said something like it isn't the love that's ranked it's the relationship or it isn't the love that's ranked it's it's my responsibility to each relationship and how i define each relationship and i think that's so important you know um, and, and it's really, I, I think about, uh, I, I mean, I have this slew of people I can think about in my life that I feel love for, and some of them I don't see very often at all. They mm-hmm. aren't present in my daily life at all, yet I love them just as dearly as if they were. My responsibility to them is a lot less than the, to the people that are in my everyday life right? To the people who, if they needed to go to the hospital, I could put them in a car and take them there, for instance, was one of the things we talked about, right? Or um, so it's a, the ranking comes in, in interaction and responsibility and definition of the relationship. And it's not just about physical distance either, but it doesn't change the love. The love is still the love, right? Right. So, yeah. yeah. One of those examples too was you still have to take your child to school and your child is a minor. It's going to require a lot of, he does come first. I do, I do have to drop my business for him, but it's not, but even then, and it's a little taboo, is is the ranking of a child's love supposed to outweigh anything else? Or is it the Mm -hmm. responsibility that outweighs? Because love is love, right? Right. And I think that this is a new newer ish topic for me at a as a 44 year four year old woman because I throughout the time have stopped feeling the true feeling tones of love in my body. Mm-hmm. Like just just to protect myself a little bit. Now I have shown up and this would blow some of my friends' minds because they're like, Brooke, you show up, your office is full of love. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah. But I know how to share and show love, but to feel it, I noticed about six months ago um, that I really wasn't tapping into the real feelings of love um, or all the way, the all the way into it. Right. And I've been working on it and working on it. And these days, recently, how the conversation got started is I'm starting to feel it in my body. Yeah. The love, the peace, the unconditional. You know, and in, 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 in my work in Reset It, we use um, the we use feeling feeling our thoughts in our bodies as sort of a litmus test. And I don't need to go into how that works, but the truth is, our body is is wired to give us feedback. Right, our bodies exist in a way to give us feedback, and and there are times in our lives when we put up barriers to that, right? Where we, and, and that's just another fo- form of programming too, right? This, this, this barriers to, um, for protection, right? That's something that I see all the time in people um, that they've built these walls or built these um, barriers to love or connection or 
um, success or all kinds of things that are a result really of um, wanting to protect themselves somehow, right? And when those barriers come down, it's natural for us to feel something, a sensation, tingles, goosebumps, whatever in our body that's a, a, res- a feedback and a response about that. So I have a, a deep re- story for this, an example of what we're talking about. And it, and, and it's, and it, it, I know on this show, we've talked about, we've, I'm pretty positive on this show. We've talked about that. I have a daughter out in the world, right? I think I'm pretty sure we have. And uh, the first time she became pregnant um, when I received the news, it was more of a trauma response. I mean, I was happy for her, right, of course, right, right, right. And I was braced, but I had to process a whole nother loss again. Yeah. And that came up, but I did process that. And I did. And what I've noticed now that I've been working on this love and processing and, and of trauma and all this, she comes at me tells me recently she's pregnant again and I get so excited and my whole body, I felt a wave from head to toe of uncontrollable excitement, you know, and I was, and it was because there was pure, there was a trauma had been processed and I have allowed myself to, and I have been also in separately been working on feeling this love. And it was like the pure joy of this love of, re- of news that I received. So yeah. it wasn't this time it was more important. I love, you know, I love the idea both times, but yeah. the, the trauma kind of stopped the physical reaction. And I didn't read and I hadn't been no. working. And on- I dare say you reset the program and the conditioned response to that initial trauma, right? I mean, that's, you know, that's just such a great example of that. And you, you know, you, you can't do that stuff if you're not aware that's, that goes back to just being aware. So for our frequency 500 listeners, the one thing I want to say is like, just let's all be aware of where we're, where we're experiencing love and where we're building walls and barriers to it and what, what that, what's up with that for us, right? Just, right. What's up with that? And, and, and being willing to see it and, and where are you buying into somebody else's story about what, where love is important, more important or less important or, can't be had or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. Mm, what if I could go. Do, do you want to keep going all day? <laughs> <laughs> we We're could, I know. <laughs> we could, I know. And and you know, Brooke, I bet some of our listeners have great stories I about know. how they've transformed their experience of love, and we'd love to hear them. Yes. We would love to hear them. We want to hear them. <laughs> yes. So on our website at Frequency500.com, there's a tab at the top that says, I think, submit a story. 
And you can go there and tell us, hey, I got a story that would be great for Frequency 500. And we'll receive that by email. And you can tell us that, you know, you want to just share the story with us and we'll share it and tell us whether you want us to say who you are or not. And all of that's up to you. You're in charge. Or maybe you'd like to come on and be part of the conversation and tell the story yourself. We, we're we open to that too, right, Brooke? Of course we are. Absolutely we are. Yes, I'm I'm we're ready. We're ready for yeah. you. Yeah, so come and and talk with us about your stories about uh living from love or above and how you got there and what it meant and what it was like for you to get there and and you know, was it a moment? Is it a is it a practice? What what's your story? And we want to hear it. We want to hear it. Lynn, it's been so much fun. I've had a lovely conversation. Always is so much fun, my dear friend. All right. Well, um, we love you guys. We love love the people who listen to Frequency 500 for sure. We send you lots of love and appreciation and just genuine uh, joy at, at the doing of this and the sharing of this with all of you. So we'll talk with you again soon. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.